one God. Amen. Before I begin the homily, I just wanted to share a little bit of uh, this tiny little measure of sadness I have that the Paschal greeting is no more, at least liturgically. Maybe we can do it informally with one another. And part of uh, my journey into orthodoxy, I was in a parish that did all sorts of different exchanges because they never wanted to get, or they kind of stretched it out for as long as they could. So in this season of the ascension, the priest would always say, Christ is ascended, and the congregation would say, from earth to heaven. There you go. <laughs> and so perhaps we can pick that up, that Christ is ascended. <laughs> Amen. In that exchange, there is this wonderful, this feast can kind of pass us by. It kind of can seem as if it's just this middling feast. Well, he had to leave in order for the Holy Spirit to come, and so we just celebrate it because it's just one of the events of Christ's life. But to think in this way, to view the event of the ascension sort of just as something that needed to happen in the timeline of Christ's life in order for the timeline to continue is to miss the deep importance of our Lord's ascension from earth to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. And in the gospel and in the epistle, we are even given it in this, the deep meaning of this feast in a veiled form. And so what I want to begin to at least drop into your hearts and into your minds is a little more of the deep meaning of what it meant for Christ to ascend bodily into heaven. In the epistle and in the gospel, the Lord is in the midst of his teaching. He is giving the last words to the apostles. And he's giving his last instructions of how they will continue to know him even when he is not bodily present before their physical eyes. The apostles and all the disciples, pretty much, except probably for the mother of God herself, who was a disciple of her son, had moments of doubt where they could not comprehend who Jesus was. Even though he was present before them, even though he was performing miracles before their very eyes, they had a mistaken identity of him. And we often just think of Christ in timeline historical terms. That somehow he is remembered as a past event. And a very important past event even maybe in our lives. But not as present before us in some form. And that he did something that he gave to us by actually leaving us. By actually leaving us from our physical eyes and ascending into heaven to sit at the right hand of his Father. And what this is, is that when he left, we need to remember who he is, not just what he did. Very often, we get stuck in this historical timeline of when he was in Palestine and, you know, in 30 AD to 33 AD, and he did these things, and he suffered under Pontius Pilate, and we kind of can just rattle off the creeds, right? These are the things that Christ did. But we need to remember that in that very creed, we are declaring not just what he did, but how he was the God-man. How he was both divine and human 
in one person. And that is who is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And that means for us human beings, us who are fallen, that there is a perfect man who is paving the way for us and that we are to follow him there into the kingdom of heaven. The fathers teach that everyone is given the resurrection, no matter if you want it or not. I'm speaking of the general resurrection. In the age when Christ comes back with a flash of glory from heaven to earth, every person who has lived will, be, will rise from the dead and meet their creator and their God, and they will know him as such. There will not be a choice. As the scriptures say, every knee will bow. But what is our choice? What is before us in the everyday decisions of our life? It's whether we will follow Christ or not. And ultimately, in the Feast of the Ascension, what we are given is heaven itself. Because now human nature, a human being, Jesus Christ, is there before the throne of God, and that we will not just rise from the dead in the age to come, those of us who know him, those of us who have been baptized into him and have our identity wholly resting in him and in nothing else, we will rise not just out of the grave, but there into the throne room of God himself. This is the deep meaning of the feast, because our fathers teach us that this is what he was teaching his apostles, how to follow him. He gave us everything that is of the church. This is how we partake of him, is in and through the church. This is why his last instruction to them is one to go wait for the Holy Spirit who will empower them. It's nothing of their own that, that empowers them to be apostles. It's the Holy Spirit that was sent by Christ as he was, go, as he was in, with his Father. And so the Ascension is actually one of the most important feasts for us. We've been reading through in our book study, The Man and the God-Man, so this is probably why I'm thinking of it. But St. Justin Popovich has this very, we heard it yesterday actually in the book study, where he points to the resurrection and the ascension as the two greatest events of Christ's life. Because in the resurrection, death, and in the cross, sin is defeated. And those two, by the resurrection, that is sealed, sin and death. But by the ascension, we are united to the throne rooms of God. And that is what our destiny is as human beings. That is what Christ is telling us. We are fully man, fully human beings, only when we completely follow Christ to that place. And so Christ is there blessing us with both his hands, probably something, as was shared probably, I think, last year, with both his hands like our bishops bless us. Right? I don't think that comes out of nowhere either. <laughs> I think we're getting it from somewhere. And so he raises his hands and blesses us and gives us the entirety of his life and even the depths of the Holy Spirit who is one of the Godhead that dwells in us. In our midst today, there is one who is newly brought into the church, newly restored, 
Maxime Guerrero. <laughs> you don't have to stand. <laughs> and in this, in his chrismation today, as he was restored to the church, he is given that very Holy Spirit. And he is given that one and that path and the means as the Spirit descended in him as we await the day of Pentecost in our festival celebrations. But he is celebrating that even today as the Holy Spirit has descended upon him as a tongue of fire in the form of oil of our holy chrismation. And he has given everything, all of you Orthodox Christians, this is your destiny and this is where God is leading you via the promptings of the Holy Spirit and the things of his church. So we are given it all, brothers and sisters. We are given everything that we need to go and follow him. And in that day, we'll, we receive his blessing through these things of the church, through the things that he has told the apostles. And when we hold those, we will inevitably be saved if we hold to those. For he is a merciful God, and he came to us to take us up into heaven. Amen.